Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Slavic Way with DK. Have a somewhat exciting show for you tonight. We're going to talk about the end of the world according to Slavic culture and heritage. But before we go on and talk about that, let's let me mention a few announcements. Again, my uh, latest novel, Forbidden World, is out. And you can view it on Amazon and other online retailers. Also, the latest addition to the Slavic Way series, Book 13, is a good collection of ancient Slavic folklore. So check that out as well. Again, Amazon and most of the other online retailers. Now, I'd like to start the show tonight by saying that I went online and this show is mostly going to be improvisation because last night just chose to do a show about the end of the world and how it's spoken of in Slavic heritage and culture. I'm sure most of us heard about different predictions and what's going to happen and in fact many predictions never happened I actually went online last night and decided to look up how many predictions did not happen about the end of the world and what was interesting is I uh, chose to look for year 1999 and I saw that there were, for that year alone, there were 45 end-of-the-world predictions. So basically there was almost once every week for the year 1999. So every week you probably go about your business and be like, hmm, I wonder if the world's going to end today. Then the next week came, you're like, I, I guess not, but I guess there's another an- another prediction for this week. So we'll see if it ends today or maybe tomorrow. Then the trend slowed down a bit, and there were only 32 end-of-the-world predictions for year 2000. But what's very interesting, and I guess the general public buys it, is, again, anybody can go online and can find this for themselves. As of right now, I found... 242 end-of-the-world predictions, famous predictions, for basically since Jesus Christ, since the time of Jesus. It's in our modern era or current era. And most of these predictions, interestingly enough, well, probably more than half of them, have something to do with Jesus coming back, He's going to come back. He's going to destroy us all. And before we really get into this, I'd like to tell you the first time I encountered end-of-the-world prediction. I'm not sure. I don't remember exactly how old I was at that time. I think I was about 9 or 10 years old. And I remember it was late night. And of course, as most kids of that age, I did not want to go to bed, I did not want to sleep, and I chose to stay up late. And it just happened that my parents were watching a documentary. 
and it was a prediction of the Third World War. And it was basically saying that the world is going to end. And it was saying that the world is going to end soon. So the first thing that popped into my my mind was, well, crap. I mean, I felt fear. I'm like, well... What am I? What am I gonna do if the world ends like tomorrow or in a month, in a year? Kind of screwed, and so is everybody else. Then the next thing that popped into my mind is, well, so what's the point of everything that I'm doing? What's the point of going to school? What's the point of learning? What's the point of trying to get a good job? What's the point of getting married if the world's gonna end anyway? What's the point of having children? I mean, what's the point of any of this if the world is going to end? But then the time came, nothing happened, and life went on. So the question that really pops into my mind is, do people create these end-of-world, end-of-days theories or predictions do they create them out of fear? But not the kind of fear... There are many different kinds of fear, but do they create them out of fear because they are afraid themselves? Or do they create them to plant the seed of fear in others? To make others fear something? And the conclusion I came to is they actually create for both reasons. Because there are certain end-of-world predictions that are created to keep public, to keep general public afraid, while others are created because people who create them are afraid themselves. I mean, the sane person, a person who's awake currently, would not create an, let's say, end-of-world prediction, unless he was or she was really bored go online. I mean, nothing could be simpler. Go online on social networks right now and just start to scare that something's going to happen like 13 days from now or two months from now. Just pick a random date or maybe not random. And uh, I see with uh, the end of the night of Swarog, there are more and more of these predictions happening right now, well, not happening, but coming to general public right now than ever before. I mean, if we go online, we look just for, I mean, last major prediction was 2012. Well, winter solstice 2012. Everybody raved how the Mayans predicted end of time and the end of the world, the world is going to end. Hollywood made a huge movie about it, but I guess they forgot to ask the minds themselves because when they did ask them and much of this didn't make the news or didn't make the popular public opinion, they said, well, nothing's going to happen. It's just like flipping a page of a calendar. One calendar ends, another calendar begins. I mean, they said, well, is it our fault that our calendar is several thousand years? 
Well, no. So if Mayans themselves didn't believe in world ending, why was the general public made so afraid? Well, the reason for that is simple. When you're afraid, you're irrational. And when you're irrational, you are ignorant. And you don't open your eyes to everything else that's going on going around on around you. You don't see what what else is happening. So there are fear is a really good way to control the public. Now there was and I found this online I'm not quite sure how long ago. I think it was about I'd say a month ago, I found a nice little article online and spoke about native Slavic faith and how English, who are followers of the native Slavic faith out in Siberia region, how they believe that on winter solstice of 2012, and this article kind of spoke about the mines as well, how they believe that on winter solstice of 2012, Bog Perun would come down and end the world. That article just brought a smile to my face because whoever was writing that article just happened to be a really, really ignorant person. Because if you study Slavic culture, if you study Slavic heritage, Yes, there are predictions made, but I never came across a specific date being mentioned. Unless it had to do with a star calendar, with a cosmic calendar or galaxies calendar. For example, when night of Svarog was ending, when morning of Svarog was beginning, or when... Uh, Age of the Fox ended and the, the Age of the Wolf began. Those are pretty precise predictions. But something on the scale of catastrophe happening, yes, it's been done before, but not that far into the future. Yes, English do believe that Pirun will come but let's look into Slavic heritage and see what that says about that. But before I do that, let me tell you about one prediction about not the end of the world, but about a major catastrophe that happened that was predicted, and it was not predicted by a deity or any other multidimensional being that came to. Slavic and Aryan culture. The prediction was made by a priest. This was approximately 13,000 years ago. Actually, I'm sorry, I think it was a little more, not quite sure. I think it was either 100,000 or 13,000, but it was one of the one of the two catastrophes that happened. But the prediction was made that Daria, the northern continent, was going to be destroyed. 
So I think it was a little over 100,000 years ago. And it was going to happen in 16 years. So our ancestors took their time. They took the next 16 years to basically evacuate, to migrate. And once that was accomplished, Daria, the northern continent, was destroyed. It did happen. It was a huge catastrophe. So that prediction came true. Now when it comes to Pirun coming down, well, if you look into Slavic culture and Slavic heritage, if you read the ancient wisdom text, you will learn exactly what it says in there. Perun said that darkness will last, well, dark times will last on this earth for one circle of Svarog and 99 circles of life. Now, let's take a look at exactly what that means. According to Slavic heritage, Perun came down and spoke to our ancestors. Currently, if you take current year into calculation, it was 40,019 years ago. Perun came down and had a little nine-day communication with our ancestors. He gave his predictions. He gave his commandments. And he told our ancestors to prepare what to do for the next 40-plus thousand years. Now let's take a look at that date. So Perun came down 40,019 years ago. And he said one circle of Svarog and 99 circles of life. Let's do some math and let's break it down and let's see exactly what it means. One circle of Svarog equals to 25,920 years. Now, one circle of life equals to 144 years. So if you take 99 circles of life, so it's 99 times 144, you get 14,256 years. You add that to the circle of Svarog, and you get 40,176 years. So from the last time when Perun came down to the next time that he may visit, and let me stress that, may, because dates are never set in stone, he just gave an approximate date to our deities, to our light bogey. They're multidimensional beings, and to them, time does not matter. I mean, to them, it may be 40,000 years or one year may be the same. Or to them, one moment may be longer than an eternity. So... Let's look at that figure again. 40,176 years. Well, guess what? He came down 40,019 years ago. So we still have quite a 
way to go before his supposed prediction comes true. I mean, if you subtract 40,019 years from 40,176 years, you get 157 years difference. So, in 157 years, Perun supposedly might come back. Now, he never said he's going to come back and destroy the world. I mean, during the day of Sparog, our light deities, our bogi, visited this earth and many other earths which are inhabited by our brothers and sisters in spatial times. They visit many times. And why do they visit? Well, they visit to guide us. They visit to help us if help is needed. They visit to educate us. They don't just visit to destroy worlds. I mean, what's the point in that? Yes, uh, there are constantly wars going on out in space. I mean, even scientists prove that. They they detected flashes that they cannot explain. They said it's not stars exploding. It's not something that they can explain. Well, I mean, just think of wars going on in space. I mean, you have a nuclear explosion happening in space. It's going to make quite a flash. Now, if you take into consideration the time it takes for light to travel from one end of the galaxy to another, I mean, yeah, there probably was a conflict in that area of our galaxy many thousands of years ago, but what happened to it now, who knows? So again, Perun is not going to come down anytime soon. Now, 157 years from now, what's going to happen? Who knows? Maybe we'll be there, maybe we won't. But here's a kicker. 157 years from now is just a marker. It's not a specific date. The actual event, according to Slavic heritage, may happen plus or minus one circle of life. So that's up to one circle of life before that specific date or up to one circle of life after. Well, circle of life is 144 years. So if we take one circle of life before, the soonest that Perun may come down is actually not that far off. It's 13 years from now. But... The distant year from now, the the farthest point from now where when Perun might come down is, and if you take the plus circle of life into consideration, you get let's see, two hundred two circles of life is two hundred eighty-eight years plus thirteen years. We're looking at about three hundred years from now. So, guess what's going to happen? If in the next 300 years, Pirun doesn't come down, if he doesn't speak to us, then I guess you can say, well, the English were wrong. They said Pirun was coming, and he didn't come. 
300, 300 years are up. Well, not 300, actually. 40,000 years are up. He's not here. Well, you guys were wrong. Well, guess what? Another kicker. Yes, before Perun came down in a huge spaceship, he spoke to the elders and representatives of Slavic tribes and roads. But here's what Inglis say. He is a deity. He does not need a spaceship to come down. He may come down as an old man, old bearded man. He may come up to a random person on the street, introduce himself as Pirun, and ask, do you need my assistance? Well, look at how many people are in the world today. I mean, we're over 7 billion right now. And 300 years from now, who knows how many billion will inhabit this earth. And let's say Perun chooses a wrong person. Let's say he speaks to 100 people. And people are so ignorant right now, they, many of them don't even know who Perun is. Many of them expect Jesus to come. So he comes up to, let's say, he comes up to 100 people. And he asks a direct question. He says, I'm Perun. Do you need my help? Well, and every single one he asks will tell him, well, I don't know you. I don't need your help. What are you going to do? He's just going to leave. Because all throughout Slavic heritage, we see one trend repeating over and over again. If a person does not ask for help, it does not matter how deep of a situation he's in, how deep of hole he's in, another Slavic person who can help him will not help him. Because you, if you want to be helped, you need to ask for help. They can offer you help, but if you say, I don't need any help, well, guess what? You're not going to be helped. In Slavic culture, that's something that's called a bear's assistant. And let's face it, a bear can be a very clumsy animal. Because more often than not, if you help when you're not asked for help, you will, on many occasions, do more harm than good. So, let's go back to Pirun. Pirun comes down. He asks 100 people more. Let's say when he comes down, the population of this earth will be 10 billion. He asks 100 people if they need his help. And all 100 people say no. Well, he will look at it as the will of all of the people on this earth. And he will just leave. So guess what? What's the point of... Here's where the destruction of Slavic culture and Slavic heritage comes in. If the forces of darkness who inhabit this earth right now, if they're successful in even destroying the beliefs of 99% of inhabitants of this earth, if 99% of inhabitants of this earth are made completely ignorant 
I have no idea who Slavic deities are. They have no idea what paganism is or what Radnaviria is or what Ingliism is. 99% out of 10 billion, that's a huge number. That's almost 10 billion. That's 9.9 billion. And what are the chances that Perun will ask the other 1%? Well, they're pretty slim. But then again, it takes only one person to ask for help for Perun to help the entire earth. So the purpose here is not to destroy even as much as 99% of people's heritage, but to own all of 100% of people who inhabit this earth. So when Perun comes down, there will be a 100% chance that he's not asked for help. So he will just leave. And guess what? Then we're really doomed for the darkness. Now, I'll take a quick break right now. I will turn on some folk music for you. And then when I come back, I will tell you about what's called, what the end of the world is called in Slavic culture. Okay, and I'm back. This is, once again, the Slavic Way with DK. And our topic today is the end of the world. Apocalypse, end of light, end of days, anything you want to call it. But that's, that's the topic for today. And what I'd like to talk to you about right now is what the end of the world is called in Slavic culture. Actually, if you ask any Slavic person who still speaks their native tongue, that's probably what they're going to tell you. So if you translate it literally, it does not mean the end of the world. It means the end of light. Now, first question that pops into into most minds is, well, if it's the end of the light, does it mean that the sun will burn out? Well, no. 
There are different kinds of light. There is light that's emitted by our Yevrilo sun. Yes, it's true. There is also light that comes to us from distant stars. And there is also the light that comes to us from the center of our galaxy. So there are different kinds of light. Now, in Slavic culture, and actually if you believe Inglius, you will hear this from them as well. The end of light, they say, well, it's going to be the end of light for the darkness. So really what the end of light means in Slavic culture is dark will end and the age of light will begin because there will be no more light for the darkness. Now, what's interesting is and this was mentioned in a really popular movie back in Russia, there was supposedly the end of the world happening. Well, as I said, in Slavic culture it means end of light. And what did that did dark entities say when it, it was told to them that it's the end of light? Well, the response was they did not panic. They did not run for the hills. They said, well, maybe they'll give us some more later. They were treating it as not the end of the world. They were treating it as a blackout. Well, light is gone for now, but maybe there will be more light later down the line. And it's true. Everything happens in cycles. Right now, night of Svarog ended, and day of Svarog begins. But guess what hap- What follows day? Well, another night. And then another day will follow that night. So really, there is no such thing as the end of the world. That's why... Really, really, there are no predictions for the end of the world in Slavic culture or Slavic heritage. Because our Slavic brothers and sisters, in old days, in ancient days, they were not afraid. Fear is something that is learned. But if you're not afraid, you cannot be controlled. Well, guess what happened when... If you take a Slavic person who's truly Slavic by nature, who embraces his heritage, who respects his ancestors, who praises and honors his deities, he is not afraid, and he is not afraid of anything. He is not afraid of dying, he is not afraid of death, because he knows that death is just another stage of life. There is nothing in this world that's eternal. So guess what's going to happen if somebody tells such a person that, well, the world is going to end tomorrow? Well, he's just going to look at you funny and he's going to be like, well, okay. And that's it. There's not going to be any fear because he knows if the world ends tomorrow, well, if I die tomorrow, no big deal. If I did not accomplish everything I was supposed to accomplish, I'm just going to be reborn. And if this world ends, let's say if this planet is destroyed, I'm not going to be reborn on this planet. I'm going to be reborn on another Earth, maybe even in another galaxy. And if I live a righteous life, 
I will be even reborn with all my memories intact. That's why when we hear of reincarnation, there, I mean, reincarnation has been proven by many scientists. There has been books published that it does exist because there were children born with memories of people who lived way across the world on another side of the world, and those children had memories of those people to the tiniest details, they knew names of all their relatives. I mean, they even knew. I wouldn't be surprised if the uh, some kid knew where the guy who died. Well, let's see, if the kid lived and was born in Australia, I would not be surprised if he was reincarnation of the guy who died in the United States, and the kid knew where the guy stacked his stash of weed. Oh, I mean, there really reincarnation has proven to exist. Now imagine if you know you're going to be reincarnated. Can somebody really scare you about dying? Well, no. And as I said in the beginning of this show, I looked at how many predictions were made about the coming end of the world. And most of these predictions were religion-based. Oh, yeah, there were some predictions when the person saw a comet, they got terrified. They said, oh, the comet is going to hit the earth and it's going to be the end of the world. Well, the rest of the predictions were speaking of the second coming of Jesus. So I guess the really good assumption here is if you're a follower of a religion or a cult, are you made to fear death? Because, as, again, I will say this, old and ancient Slavic culture, not current Slavic culture, because you, I'm sure you know that Christianity is big in Slavic, Slavic countries right now. So old and Slavic culture, people did not fear death. They knew if they die, if they did not accomplish everything they were supposed to accomplish, they would simply be reborn and get another chance to accomplish everything they have to do in this physical world. You take people who are diehard religious people, and if you ask them, well... Are you afraid of death? Most of them will say yes, because I will take people that I know. I mean, most of them are afraid of death because they don't know where they're going to end up. They're going to end up either in hell or heaven, according to their religion. And there's doubt in their hearts that they will go to heaven. So if you tell them, well, the world's going to end tomorrow, Immediately, there's fear in their hearts that they will end up going into a place they don't want to go. And here's where Slavic culture really comes into play. Yes, there is a bad place, not really hell, but there is a bad place in Slavic culture where you don't want to go. But guess what? If you go there, if the world ends tomorrow and you end up going to that place, 
which is called peklo. Well, as horrible as it may be, still, your presence in that place is not eternal. It's not forever. You basically go there, your dirt, your dirty soul is cleaned up, and then you get another chance at life. Or if you've been a righteous person all your life, well, you will go to a better place. If you did not get a chance to accomplish everything you were supposed to do, well, you get another chance at life as well. Most of this I actually described in uh, book one of the Slavic Way series. If you pick that volume up to read, you will get a better understanding of what Slavic afterlife is like according to our beliefs. And it's really not that scary. And take other people into consideration who have no idea what Slavic culture is, who have no idea what Slavic heritage is. They may not even be Slavic, but what happened to them is they probably survived a clinical death. They came back from the other side. And guess what? they no longer have the fear of death because they lived through it. I know several people like that as well. I mean, I had several close calls myself, but never really really experienced clinical death, but I know several people who did experience clinical death, and I mean, I can tell you right now, they're not afraid of death anymore. I mean, if they were before, they're not now. So let's move on in the show. Um, End of light. We talked about that. Now let's talk about what's going to happen if Trung does come down. If Trung comes down to our earth, you have nothing to fear. He's not coming down to destroy the world. He may clean it up a bit, He may get rid of the darkness. At least that's what he did before. He came down. He got rid of all beings of darkness, cleaned up this world, and he left. He did that because we asked him for it. So he may come down. He may clean up the dark beings, and he will leave. This will not be the end of the world. So stop believing all these foolish predictions that something may happen at a specific date in the future. Because if you live in fear, you forget to see the life around you. And if you live expecting death, again, you forget to see, you forget to notice the life, the beautiful life that's going on around you. Fear is something that brings us down. And if you want to live a better life, you control your fear, actually get rid of your fear. As I said, everything happens in cycles. You may look at the end of the world as, well, the end of an era, the end of an age. So look at what happened a couple of years back. The age of the fox ended. The age of the wolf began. Look what happened 15 years ago. 
the millennium ended, new millennium began. The century ended, and the new century began. Nothing bad happened. What happens each and every December 31st, according to the modern calendar? One year ends, the new year begins. We all celebrate it, but we're all still here. I mean, nothing ended. Something ends, something begins. Energy cannot be destroyed. It can only change form. And that's kind of all I wanted to talk about for today. Uh, I mean, end of the world, end of light, end of days. Well, stop reading books that scare you. Stop listening to people that scare you. I mean, get that fear out of your system and you will notice how much better your life will become. And I guess that's the show for today. And I thank you for listening. And tune in next time for another episode of The Slavic Way with DK. I will come up with another interesting topic. I'm not sure what that will be yet. There are definitely plenty of topics to discuss. And I will log in for the next episode next time. Check out my page. And you will actually follow the page on Block Talk Radio. And you will be notified as soon as I schedule the next episode. And definitely it would be very interesting to get some callers. And we'll uh, discuss some interesting topics with you. Before I let you go for tonight, again, a couple announcements. My latest novel, Forbidden World, is out. It's available on Amazon. It's available on most online retailers. And if you'd like to check out my books, just log on to my author's page on Amazon. It's uh, amazon.com backslash author backslash Dmitry Kushnir. Another book that I released not long ago is book 13 of the Slavic Way series. And that book has, again, I will say this, it has many, many interesting folklore stories from ancient and old Slavic culture. So if you like stories that are supposed to be true, I mean, you will decide that for yourself. Order yourself a copy, check them out. I mean, they're really some of them are really awesome stories, and you get the feel of what Slavic, what old and ancient Slavic culture really was. It covers specific regions. doesn't cover all of the regions where Slavic people lived before, but it does cover specific regions. And uh, as I find more and more folklore stories, I will publish more and more of them. So definitely something interesting to read. Once again, I thank you for listening, and I hope you log in next time for the next episode of The Slavic Way with DK. Thank you.